Hey folks, PC here from Wrestling With The Truth and Wrestling With The 80s. I'm glad you're enjoying another fantastic episode by Dwaylon and Steve. If you love the Armchair Booking Podcast, I think you'll enjoy my shows as well. Once you're done this episode, why don't you check out Wrestling With The Truth? It's a wrestling podcast that's a mixture of the modern product and old school memories from someone who's been a fan for 40 plus years. It's available on all your favorite podcasting apps and even on YouTube. Finally, if you're looking to relive the 80s, check out Wrestling With The 80s on YouTube as well, where I focus on old school matches, legendary territories, and crazy characters. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any great content. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber, and joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Joylan Davis. Hey, everybody. And, man, it's been a week since we, were, since we record. Yeah, it's, it's been a week, I believe. Yep, yep. It's been a week. We could not record this past Monday, and then we also could not record Tuesday. And yeah. then, then Wednesday, um, well... Which was last night. I couldn't record because I was at AEW Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first time ever when when with an AEW show. So I'll have to uh, tell all our listeners and our viewers about that. And people who are viewing, you can see I'm wearing a AEW Dynamite <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, it even has stuff on the back of it. It says I was there. <laughs> Let me turn it around. You know, you can kind of awesome. Because you know, I was there. It's. Yeah, like I was telling Joylan before we started recording, it's like when we were in high school, you knew the people who went to a concert in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Before. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, because they're all com- new concert tee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all coming in wearing like Bullet Boys and Britney Fox and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it seemed to be always like the hair bands because they were cute. It always people. was. Yeah. Yeah, it was always the hair bands. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's why I feel like now I got to, gotta, you know, got to get that flex yeah. on. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but even bigger news in AEW Dynamite uh, is Endeavor. Actually, I, I actually looked up the name of the company. Yeah, it's Endeavor. And uh, they have actually bought WWE. So for the first time well, ever, um, mm-hmm. a McMahon does not own WWE, WWF, WWWF, WWFE, yep. anything. <clears throat> And I'm still like, I don't really know what to think about it yet, but uh, obviously, you know, apparently from something that you sent to me about an hour or so ago, uh, things have already started to happen. Yeah. Nick Khan sent out an email letting everybody in the offices know that they needed to work remotely because they were going to start working on uh, employee layoffs, at least at the office level. Um, and they wanted everybody, basically they want everybody out of the office and working at home so they can do the layoffs in private without there being a lot of, you know, 
talk amongst the employees in the office. Um, probably so that way nobody knows that nobody knows who's getting laid off until that person actually gets laid off. Yeah, you don't have normally, the, all the all the office gossip and yeah, because normally HR, you know, they show up at your desk with a box. Yeah, with a box, like, come on, come on, and you had no no clue. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah. I know my last job, the way they did it was like if they were letting you go, they came and got you, and then you were never allowed to go back to your desk. Management right. would box everything up and take it to the front desk, and then once you signed your exit papers and all that stuff, then you went to the front desk, got your box, went out the front door, and that was it. But they never let you go back to your desk. Uh, my last job, they would do very, very similar to that. They come to your desk, get you, take you out. Uh, then they would box all your stuff up. But then they would actually bring it to you, like bring it to your house, or oh they, wow, yeah, or they would have you come back up there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to get it or whatever. But it wasn't a case of you know you met them. I was like, well, we didn't really have like a front desk. Mm-hmm. Just the way our okay. office was set up. Uh, yeah. but, but, but I mean, I mean, I'm the one who put in my notice and I mm-hmm. spent, you know, a good week or so every day putting stuff in boxes, bring yeah. it home. Yeah. You know, and some of the stuff that was in those boxes you see behind me, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I had some cubes there. I had pictures of my family there, you know, now they're sitting on my my desk slash table that's over here that you can't see with the camera and probably won't see because man, it is a mess. <laughs> Not even gonna. Yeah, Mine is too. What what you all see on the camera on my desk? That's because everything got shoved over here because I didn't have time to clean it up before we started recording. So I was just like, I'll just put it all over here where they can't see it. Yeah, because like right on the other side of my mm. laptop with the camera. Yeah, it's pretty bad. There's a globe though. I mean, I do have a globe back there because I didn't really have anywhere <laughs> else to put it. Always wanted a globe. My wife, she got me a globe. I was like, all right, yep. cool. But uh, even the stock symbol has changed. It is mm-hmm. no longer WWE. It's now TKO, which is actually, I mean, it's easy to remember. Yeah. But it's um, it's a merger between the World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. and Zufa or Zuffa. That was the parent company of the UFC. UFC, yep. And uh, with all the stuff they get, and um, I mean, some of the stuff we knew, but we just never really thought about what all WWE owned. Um, they were a minority owner in Alpha Entertainment. Then they they were a fifty percent owner of Tap Out. Titan Towers, TSI Reality Services, WCW Incorporated, WWE Books, WWE Home Video, WWE Jet Services. I, I like that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the legacy department, which would include the AWA Deep South Wrestling Evolve, which is Dragon Gate, mm-hmm. um, ECW Florida Championship Wrestling, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Global Wrestling Federation, the Heartland Wrestling Association, which means I need to go on the network and watch some of those matches because they they happen like fifteen minutes away from where I live now. Oh wow! Yeah, um, they said Heartland Wrestling Association. Oh, it's in Cincinnati. Mm. Like, <laughs> but was, is it though? <laughs> is it though? I mean, it's actually right out. It's outside of Cincinnati. Uh, International Championship Wrestling. Um, Jim Crockett, which it, with Jim Crockett, I mean, I forgot all the stuff they bought. Central States yeah. Wrestling from Florida. Championship Wrestling from Georgia, which is different from Georgia Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Eastern States Championship Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, the Maple Leaf, Memphis Championship Wrestling, the Ohio Valley Wrestling Select Footage, uh, Smoky Mountain, Stampede, Ultimate Pro, Universal Wrestling Federation, which was Mid-South Wrestling, NWA Tri-State, World Class, World Championship Wrestling, World Wrestling Council, Select Footage. Yeah. The, the yeah. Music Group, the Network, Performance Center, Podcast Network, the Shop, and the Studios. Holy crap. Yeah. And Endeavor's got it all. Yeah, Endeavor has it all. And then they have everything under UFC, which yeah. UFC, I mean, there's just not a lot compared to what WWE had. Yeah. Uh, but Well, but the thing with UFC is they never, they didn't feel the need to do all that. It's like, this is what we're good at. This is what we're going to keep, stick to. Right. And I think UFC, I mean, I know you have like little local, you know, like, like indie wrestling. You're going yeah. to have like little local fight clubs. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> little, little independent fight clubs. Yeah. Like you said, it's like indie wrestling. It's it's their independent scene. Right. And they're not, they don't really feed up. But but then again, I mean, they also suffer from their first rule of fight club. Yeah, exactly. You don't talk about it. You don't talk about fight club. Yeah. But, you know, and I know they got to have, you know, in all seriousness, you know, they got to have like some kind of dojos with um, different, mm-hmm. you know, dis- yeah. different disciplines for martial arts. I mean, that's where I didn't realize this when I was reading about this UFC, the term MMA literally came from when the guys actually started mixing up their mm-hmm. different styles. Yep. That's like a mixed martial arts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so. He- here is my thing with this um, this merger. How long before the infighting starts between Vince McMahon and Dana White? Because Nick Khan has already said that he can envision in a few years that UFC fans becoming WWE fans, because he guess he doesn't realize that's already a thing, and WWE fans becoming UFC fans, and again, uh, he doesn't realize that's already a thing. But there, WWE, way Nick Khan's talking is WWE wants to do a, lo- a lot of crossover stuff with the UFC. Dana White's already been like, "No, nah, that's not something we're trying to do." Won't happen. Yeah, and there, there's, and like I said, it's like Vince McMahon wanted so many irons in the fire. He's lost so much money trying to be something else besides a wrestling company. He envisioned himself as like Disney, where he was this giant conglomerate. And yes, the biggest wrestling company in the world. And everybody everybody likes to focus on the fact that they're the biggest wrestling company in the world. But look how much they've lost on different things. Like WWF New York during the, during the Attitude Era. And then they changed it to the world once the Attitude Era kind of, you know, faded out when it went to the Ruthless Aggression. They changed it to the world, and then it ended up closing down. They lost money there. They lost just an obscene amount of money with the XFL. Um, (laughs) The WBF. Yeah. Yeah, the WBF lost tons of money there, lost tons of money with the movie studio. You notice they hadn't put out a movie in forever. I think the last Marine movie with the Miz was like the last movie that they put out. And it's like, because you're not a movie studio, you're, you're a wrestling company. Just stick to what you know. 
And I think even like with the movie studio, them the movies were not going to go much beyond an audience of wrestling fans. No. And the only two good movies that they had in the whole string of movies they did was See No Evil with Kane and The Condemned with Stone Cold. Those are the only two movies that were any good. You can keep the Marine, the John Cena version, the Miz version. None of those were good. None of that other stuff that they did was any good. As you said, because it's a limited fan base. You're not going to, I mean, they didn't get, you know, they didn't get a huge theater release or anything like that. The majority of them were straight to video and, you know, it's just, you're not going to pull in that crossover audience <clears throat> with that type of, I don't know, running that type of movie theater. And not only that, but I mean, let's face it, most people who aren't wrestling fans, they look down on mm-hmm. wrestling. Yep. Yep. They sure do. And, and here's the thing too. UFC fans, diehard UFC fans, a lot of them look down on pro wrestling because they they look at it like we're real and they're fake. Now they're under the same umbrella. There's going to, there's, there's going to be a lot of infighting. I just, there's, it's just a matter of time because especially I uh, haven't seen any confirmation, but there is a rumor going around that I saw it all over Twitter this afternoon that because of the way the board, of dire- the board of directors has been structured with this merger. Vince is chairman of the board. So Vince could potentially have some say in things that happen in UFC. Oh, um, I was actually just um, looking at that too. Um, like I said, I haven't seen any confirmation of that, but that is, that's been a lot of the talk is that with Vince being chairman of the board and he's chairman of the board of TKO. He's chairman of TKO Group Holdings. Uh Ari or Ari Emanuel is the CEO. CEO, yeah. Who put Vince in place in the first, because that's why, that's why Vince is chairman of the board again, because the CEO wanted him in place. I'm going through all these board directors. Uh, Steve Coonan, this this one just kind of struck me as funny. Steve Coonan, he's represented, but he's the role. He's the CEO of the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are part of this. I had no idea they were part. Of it. And, uh, but see, that's that's going to be the problem too. Instead of like Vince being chairman of the board of the WWE, he is chairman of the board of this merger of this, you know, little conglomerate here. And do they not think Vince is sitting at, was sitting at home Monday, making changes to raw remotely. Do you not think he's not going to try to put his, his fingerprints all over UFC if he can. It's almost like Vince's dream finally came true where he's the owner of this huge company. Yes. But, but he's also 117 years old. Exactly. And it's like, and here's the thing, not related to business or anything, just a personal thing of mine. If somebody doesn't tie that man down and shave that mustache off, I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Because it's like, 
why do you look like a vaude villain? Stop it. Uh, <laughs> telling you, he looks like Fredo. He does. Yeah, he looks like Fredo Corleone. It's like, stop. And it's like, you are 106 years old. Why are you dyeing your hair and your mustache jet black? You're not following anyone, Vince. No, especially since we've seen you over the years go increasingly gray. And now all of a sudden we get, we're going to believe, oh, well, now he's just got a head full of black hair. <laughs> no, no. Look at my goatee. Yeah, okay. look at mine. Yeah, look at my hair. My, I mean, it is more gray anymore. You know, there's a lot more salt than pepper. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm looking and I actually just saw where Vince, um, he controlled. I mean, I knew he controlled a lot of the voting shares. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how um, much until I was in the, Now, this is on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. He had, but he had the majority of the voting shares. That's why whenever the WWE board voted on something, he could always overrule because he had so much of the voting share. Um, <clears throat> I was just looking at it, and that's why I never understood what was the point of the board. If Vince has, final, I know. if Vince had final say anyway, why have a board of directors? You know, I can't see where, but I want to say earlier when I read it, it was something like eighty-six percent. Mm-hmm. Well, now uh, he only has sixteen percent. From what okay. I saw earlier today, he only has sixteen uh, percent. Triple H is no longer on the board; is not on the board of directors for TKO. Uh, he he is still in charge of creative and talent relations. So he still has a job. With. Yeah, he still has a job. He still has the important, and that's the important job. I mean, it's probably less of a headache for him to not be on the board of directors. That's one less thing he's got to worry about, and he can focus more on the creative side. Um, it said Vince had a thirty-eight point six percent ownership of the company's outstanding stock and eighty-one point one percent of the voting power before the merger. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. when Vince was fired, he wasn't really fired. No, when Vince stepped away because reasons. All of his demons came to life. (laughs) But now, like you mentioned before, and when you texted me that the Twix link that was Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the um, tomorrow, all these people are going to work from home. They're remote. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, if you've never seen office space, when they say we find it's best to fire people on a Friday, you know, um, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that that's 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 how it is. They want to get that full yeah. weeks of work after you because if they're going to, and not only do they want to wait till Friday to fire you, they want to wait till the end of the day Friday to fire you. That way, they get a full day's work before they lower the boom. Uh, when Office Space, they said, "Oh, we, there's less risk of them coming back in and and attacking everybody." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um. But, you know, they're having their work from home remotely. They're going to be calling them. Hopefully, they actually at least call them. Do not email. Do not text. At least call them. But we'll see. But, I, mean, I but, mean, but this is the business, unfortunately, the business side of a mm-hmm. merger. And this is when you say, forget the fact that it's a that the TKO, it's a fighting sport, sports entertainment mm-hmm. merger happening. Mm-hmm. 
it's two businesses that are merging. One is going to have more power than the other. Um, the, the UFC part, they're 51%. WWE is 49%. They got that very, very mm-hmm. yep. slight majority. And so they're going to be the ones just like, they're going to be the ones to make the decisions on who stays and who goes. And what will happen a lot of times with like any company merger, the company who's taken over the other company, they usually put their people in place. Mm-hmm. Yep. And part of the reason why, for better or for worse, they know these people. They don't know exactly. necessarily the other people. Yep. And it's like. They don't know the new people coming in. And it's. Even if it's. Even if it's people. Even if it's their people and they don't really care for their people some of their people, it's still I'll take the evil I know over the evil I don't. Right. And I saw that happen when uh company I was in, company I was with, was bought out and merged with a different company and we became that different company mm-hmm. and um and I saw all of a sudden it was mostly at the leadership level. Um oh, yeah. You know, um but but we all had to reapply for our jobs. Uh, yeah. And so, and I actually did not get rehired from my job. Um, but then the person who came from the second company actually told me he kind of did a foot stomp. You need to apply for this other job. Mm-hmm. And they were, they, I found out they had been, they were actually waiting for me to apply for it. They couldn't just hand it to me, but they, uh, okay. but they knew I would be a good fit because well, I, part of the reason why I had just finished my MBA, which made mm-hmm. me overqualified for the old, old job. Got you. Okay. So, uh, so, but the new job actually, they, and they were, this was a new position they were creating, you know, and it wasn't just no, one wow. position. Yeah. They were create, created, there was two different uh, slots for it. And, and I got, they were waiting for me to apply for it and nobody else had applied. And so I got picked up for that one. And then another one of my coworkers, uh, actually got picked up for the other one, but then he had also applied for a different position and got, hired for that one and so he decided to go that way instead which was actually kind of good you know so uh but then i worked that next one for seven years but my first two chains in my leadership were from the other company which was now you know yeah because and they had both bumped up they had both been promoted from their previous positions in the company before so as the merger happened they both got bumped up and now one of them is actually, he got promoted again, went to Charlotte, then he got promoted again. And he, ironically enough, is in our, uh, the office in Stamford, Connecticut, just right down the road from WWE headquarters. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he was, you could tell, I mean, he was going to be moving up. He was a good dude. You know, yeah. uh, the other one went, uh, he also, I guess it was kind of a promotion, but he went to Charlotte and he's probably going to stay there. You know, but they had actually followed each other too. They were, they had been friends and they had followed each oh, other okay. like five different locations. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, but that's the business side of it. I mean, they brought in the leadership. I mean, there was some of the leadership that was retained from the mm-hmm. old company. Uh, but a lot of them was, we're seeing all these new faces. They were all moving up from Louisiana and Georgia and moving in, you know, up to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and then within a couple of years, a lot of them were like, you know, screw the last second. That is too cold. <laughs> yeah, of course, the one guy, I mean, he actually, he's up in Stanford, Connecticut now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, there's the business side of it. So are they going to be replacing, you know, the office workers? 
you know, and we say office workers like that's, oh, it's just admins. No, it's not just that. By the way, don't say just in any way. Right. And it's your admin folks. Maybe a lot of times admin folks don't necessarily get replaced, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, well, they're very valuable <laughs> and, and they know all, they have all the information. So you just can't just, you can't just replace an admin person, you know, so it it might be like some of the financial analysts, people like kind of like the job I was doing before I left mm-hmm. you know, four months ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and some of that, I mean, it's, it's always transparent. We don't know what goes on like in the offices of any kind of entertainment company. Um, but when you sent me another link saying like Elias, there's rumors he's been let go. Yeah, there's rumors. Um, and they're not saying, they're not flat out saying he's been released, but they're saying he is no longer under contract with WWE. Um, hmm. So if that is the case, that's sad because extremely talented person that if they had just left it alone and let it, let it happen organically like it was happening, he'd be a huge star now because he was on that path and they couldn't leave it alone. They had to meddle with it. And it's like, just let it happen. Quit trying to quit trying to book everything the way you want it, because the crowd is going to tell you what they like and don't like. Mm-hmm. The crowd liked booing him in the ring because he's a bad mm-hmm. guy. They liked his songs. Mm-hmm. And they liked chanting, but- Walk with Elias. Exactly. They love the interaction. And it's like, if you can get the fans... I mean, look at right now, and I don't understand why they were so hell-bent on stopping that, because you look at Seth Rollins now, fan interaction is a whole big part of his entrance. I mean, the fans literally sing him to the ring. Yep. Look at at L.A. Knight now. I mean, the fans are, I mean, half the time he just has to make the motion, because the fans are saying the catchphrase for him. And it's like, that's the fan interaction. That's what people pay to come do is be a part of the show and not in a good way, not try to hijack the show. Like you have some fans that want to come and do. Yeah. But they just want to come and interact with their favorite wrestlers and have a good time. I don't know why they messed that up with Elias when it was, it was literally right there in their hands and they just screwed it all up. I mean, another example AEW saw this in person last night. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Even when he, Chris Jericho was a heel, the fans were still singing along to his yeah. theme song. He wrote, he sang on. Uh-huh. And then they would boo him in the ring. Oh, yeah. As soon as the song stopped and he started to talk, they booed him. But the fan interaction with them, everybody singing Judas was phenomenal every single time. <sighs> It is fun. I have it on video. I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to actually bring it up on the show because, unfortunately, I have. You know, we might get copyrighted. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I. And I, don't want... I mean, granted, we're already demonetized as it is. Yeah. Thanks, Speaker. Was, was Christian Cage on the show last? He night? was. He was. Yes, because Christian Cage, for my money, I used to say MJF was the best heel in the business, but he's kind of in that tweener thing now. Christian Cage is the best pure heel in the business because he is just ruthless. He was, uh, I don't remember who he was talking to, but he was saying something about their mom's Instagram pictures. <laughs> was... uh, Nick Gage. He's this, okay. He, yeah. I mean, he's like 18 years old. He just, 
started in AEW. <laughs> he's been on the indie scene for two or three years, though. He's he's phenomenal already. But oh, uh, so whenever they're you know they were doing like the co-op at high school, you know, he's like he's like, like oh. ha- he went over to the the wrestling he, training school. Yeah, yeah, because he he had a contract waiting for him. Darby Allen went to um, a show that Nick Gage was uh, wrestling at and had showed him the contract. He's like, when you turn 18, you have a contract waiting for you with AEW. He was 16 at the time. So it's like, yeah. Um, and when... Well, we'll go over the AEW stuff a little bit. You know, I want to uh, cover some more stuff about this merger because I, like I said, I really don't know what to think because it's a corporate type thing. You know, yeah, and it's like, and there's that's going to be, and what people don't realize, there's going to be restructuring for WWE. People are like, oh, things probably won't change a whole lot. No, there's going to mm-hmm. be restructuring yeah. from the top to the bottom positions people's salaries, things like that, you know, all of that has to get restructured when there's a merger. And, you know, they want to, they want to say it's two different entities, but in name, yeah, there's WWE and UFC, but TKO is the name of the, it's it's the name of the brand. And that's what they're going to push more than they're going to push WWE or UFC. TKO is TKO is what you're going to see pushed to the moon. And let me go see what TKO are trading at right now. Uh, where you at? Where you at? Come on now. Uh, TKO. Oh, right at a hundred dollars. It ended the day at a hundred dollars, not a hundred point oh one. No, a hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I do um, want that giant universal title that they had outside the stock exchange. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, set it in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they they still have the dividend. I mean, at the granted, the dividend yields only point four eight percent, so it's, it's not not the greatest. But I mean, it sounds like it'll probably be still ten cents a share, is what I'm. Yeah, I'm and that's the thing too. Now it's like when you buy stock, you'll be buying stock in TKO, not mm-hmm. WWE or UFC. You'll be buying stock in TKO. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess that everybody who owned WWE stock, it just flipped to being TKO. It probably, probably. Yeah. And, you know, so it may have been transparent to them. But, you know, you're talking about, like, the the restructuring. I've already seen rumors that uh, Fox wants out of the wrestling game. Uh, I don't know yeah. how true it is. Well, I, I saw that. I was going to bring that up, too. Um I saw an article that was like that was stating that Fox was think was thinking about getting out because WWE reportedly, no confirmation, reportedly wants three hundred million dollars for the TV rights to SmackDown. They're pretty proud of it, apparently. Yeah, if Fox pulls out, Disney and Amazon are the front runners to obtain TV rights to um, WWE programming. Wow. As far as far as SmackDown goes, I haven't heard the NBC Universal side of it 
as far as Raw goes, whether there's any issue with renegotiating that. But I have I have seen several articles that, like you said, Fox is wanting out of the wrestling game because um, they don't want they don't want to pay that kind of money. And it'd be interesting to see if Disney or Amazon was able to grab up SmackDown for several years. I don't see Amazon doing it uh, because Amazon are not an entertainment company. I mean, they own everything known to man, but but mm-hmm. they're not really an entertainment company. Disney, though, I mean, I could see because, well, all the other entertainment things, mm-hmm. you know, they own quite a few. And one of the things I will suggest to Endeavor, uh, to TKO, to um, all of them, Move the WWE headquarters to Florida out of Connecticut because the training center is already there. Um, yeah, yeah. the The cost of living is. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Orlando is still expensive, but but it's not like Connecticut expensive. Exactly. It, like you said, the training center is already there. Yo, NXT, your developmental slash third brand is already there. Just have that be your location. Have that be your, you know, central location. It makes sense. And like you said, it's cheaper than Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do realize Madison Square Garden is up in New York City. However, I mean, I've also read from several sources that say whenever they run a garden show, they lose money. Yeah. The garden's not the hot spot like it used to be. I mean, 80s, you know, you know 70s and 80s, yeah. Garden, New York, the Madison Square Garden was the spot to have a wrestling show. Right. But, you know, even in the 90s. But then it just kind of fizzled out. You know, times change, people's interests change, and yeah, they lose money every time they run a show at the garden. Right. And a lot of that, that is due to labor costs. Um, mm-hmm. that could lead into some other discussions, but, uh, but a lot of it is due to labor costs, which means if they don't sell out, yeah, they're going to lose money. Yeah. If they, yeah, if they don't sell out, they've instantly lost money. Right. And the last few times they've had a show at the garden, they haven't sold out, Mm-mm. you know, uh, but you go down to Orlando and you have more tourists there who are like, like me, who are at, <laughs> more <laughs> to actually go and watch a wrestling show while they're there. Yeah. And you know, so and if Disney does buy them, of course, Dis- Disney is technically headquartered in Los Angeles and Anaheim, but mm-hmm. of course, Disney World. Yeah. You know, and we also have a friend who works at Disney. Yep. Um, and you know, so and she absolutely loves it. You know, um, my daughter technically worked for Disney. Mm-hmm. You know, over the last nine months out of the last year, and so, uh, and she really liked it, but there's. You know, so many reasons to move it down to Florida. And, you know, but, uh, but well, I mean, we'll see, you know, how the TV deals go. We'll also see, okay, um, are they going to keep the right? See, this makes me kind of wonder because mm-hmm. one of the biggest complaints that like you and I have had about the WWE, and we're not the only ones, but mm-hmm. having non wrestlers mm-hmm. as the people creating the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, maybe... and it's and it never works. It's never worked. It didn't, you know. 
it didn't work toward the latter days of WCW when they had the Time Warner people and AOL people come in telling them how to run a wrestling show and none of them have a wrestling background. It's not working. You know, it's not working now. The only reason the stories are getting better now is because Triple H is in charge of creative. Triple H was a wrestler. You know, so it's like you need people who understand what's going on writing these stories and not stop hiring TV writers because that, that was a problem too. Vince envisioned himself as this giant television mogul and all that. No, you're a wrestling promoter. Just mm-hmm. That's your job. Do your job. Stop hiring these TV writers and everything for a wrestling show. It just it never made any sense because it's like, as you can tell, with a lot of cheesy sitcoms, we got a lot of cheesy dialogue and storylines with these TV writers because they had no idea how to write for a wrestling show. And they didn't listen to the fans. No, they didn't listen to the fans at all. That's that's another Vince always thought he knew what what we wanted as fans more than we did. And it's like, but you don't. Because if you did, great colleague never would have been world heavyweight champion. There would have been a lot of people. The Miz never would have been WWE champion. There have been a lot of people that wouldn't have been in the position they were in if Vince had listened to the fans. And I know listening to the fans can be a bad thing at times because there's some toxic wrestling fans out there. Yeah. But the people paying to see this show should be the ones that you're listening to, not the people in a boardroom or at a you know, a writer's meeting or whatever. Listen to the people that pay for all this because without them, if they're not liking it and they're turning it off, y'all aren't getting paid. And I'm honestly, though, I'm actually okay with The Miz. (laughs) I may be one of the few, Uh, but... I mean... I mean, I get how he's polarizing, but... I respect the work that he put in to actually become a pro wrestler coming from reality TV. Just the Miz main eventing WrestleMania should have never been a thing. When there's tons of guys who never got a WrestleMania main event that should have. Right. And I think that was more, that may have been Vince trying to cash in on the recognition from outside of wrestling. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, and the Miz took advantage of it and made a big name for himself. And I don't blame him. I'd have done the same thing. Uh, But... I mean, we'll, we'll have to kind of just see how it plays out, and mm-hmm. time will tell. I mean, because I hope this will actually help improve it. We're always looking for improvement, no matter what, um, yeah. and not be detrimental, you know. But um, yeah, because I think. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, if anything detrimental happens, it's going to be on the WWE side because the UFC—they've got you know all their stuffs in place. They've got a solid proven track record. And like you said, you know, they were already under Endeavor anyway. So they, they're not going to be the ones that really have to worry or suffer if there's any issues. It's going to be WWE that's going to have the problems. Um, and unfortunately, I think wrestling might be on a little bit of a downslide anyway right now. Um, and 
honestly, I, I kind of saw proof of that last night, not with the action in the ring, mm-hmm. but with a couple of the pictures that I sent to you on the other side mm-hmm. of the ring from yeah. where I was sitting. I think it, I think the problem is, I think it's fatigue. I mean, wrestling, it, there's so much wrestling out there that, and BC talked about this on his, you know, on his podcast. Of, yes, you know, very, very good episode. I know exactly the one you're talking exa- about. Yep, oh, man, yep. it, it was fantastic. I, I listened to it and I, I agreed with him. I mean, there's so much wrestling out there that you don't have time to watch. I'm, in, I'm in the same boat he is. There's so much wrestling out there. I don't have time to watch any of it. I have to watch. YouTube has been my best friend as far as keeping up with mm-hmm. pro wrestling. Because I can watch the clips, keep up with the storylines, and then with WWE, I'll watch the premium live event. You know, I'll I'll catch the AEW pay per view if I can. But YouTube and Twitter is how I keep up with my wrestling because there's just so much that there's no possible way to watch it all. I mean, WWE has. Not counting main event because nobody counts main event. <laughs> if you don't count main event and don't count uh, level up, uh, they still have three hours of Raw, two hours of NXT, and two hours of SmackDown. They have seven hours of TV a week. AEW has two hours of Dynamite, and an hour of Rampage, two hours of Collision. They have five. Plus two hours of Ring of Honor a week. Mm-hmm. There's seven. Yeah. You have New Japan. You've got Impact's got two hours a week. They really have the lightest one as far as TV. They only have one show, you know, one televised show a week. But still, that's still two more hours of wrestling. Um, And then all the indie stuff that goes on. You know, it's just. I'm not. I would never say that there's too much because there can never be too much wrestling. Because that means if there's if there's not enough wrestling, then we get a situation like we had when Vince bought WCW, mm-hmm. and there was no place for anybody else to go because Vince was the only game in town. I never want to see it get back to that. I love the fact that everybody's got been able to do what they love to do and be able to work. But as a fan, I can understand the fatigue because it's just like AEW just ran two pay-per-views back to back. Yep. With a total of probably seven, eight hours between the two pay-per-views. Not only is that exhausting to watch when, and I've heard both are excellent shows. I still haven't had a chance to watch them, but that's just so much time that you would have to devote to watch those back to back like that. And then financially, it's like, not to mention. Yeah. And I mean, they, at least with WWE, it's on Peacock. We're paying for our Peacock subscription. We get, we get the network with AEW. It's the, you know, regular pay-per-view schedule. So you're looking at 50, 60 bucks a pop for a pay-per-view two weeks in a row. So it's like, who can afford that? I mean, especially you got gas at three fifty, you know, three dollars and fifty cents a gallon here, and it's it's slightly higher than that here, but yeah, that's yeah. Um, and not to mean you know, talk about the indies, and then you have I call them like the super indies, like an OVW, who yes, they're on Fight TV every week. Yeah, now, now you have to yep. pay for it, 
They're on fight too. Yeah. It, uh, the NWA, you've got, uh, I think they've got two different shows a week, probably a couple of hours each. So that's another four hours. It's just, I mean, there's just so much. It's, it's, there's no way you would have to literally stay up 36 hours to watch everything that's out there for a week's time. You would have to literally stay up and watch wrestling 36 hours nonstop to be able to watch everything that's on offer. And not to mention when you're fans like us, um, and I call us, you know, kind of super fans also because we run our own podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our show goes between an hour and two hours, just kind of depending on whatever, you know, whatever um, the topic is. Yeah, the topic is. And, you know, but we also listen to other, Podcast. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, you're also trying to catch it on YouTube. So there's some who only show on YouTube. I mean, we yep. we we both catch the what culture. We both catch the cultaholic mm-hmm. and yep. things like that. So um, but there is so much. And then here lately I've been reading these rumors, you know, talk about AEW. Well, they're inflating their numbers, they're actually playing to half field arenas. Unfortunately, I will say last night that was very true. Um, if you watch, if you were to watch AEW Dynamite and then you watch AEW Rampage, of course, you know, Rampage is, is taped, it's mm. right after Dynamite, uh, about 15 minutes. It's, you know, they, they have to change the rings over. And, I was going to say, enough for them yeah. to change the ring skirt. And... Uh, ring skirt, they had to change the turnbuckle. I noticed that last night to go from TBS to TNT. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other things they have to do and give everybody a chance to go pee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what I did. And then when they start, you know, of course, they um, rampage goes faster because during dynamite they have to stop for the commercial breaks. Now they will announce unless mm-hmm. it's in the middle of a match. I mean, I will say that because when I was watching part of the replay today of a show that I was actually at, <laughs> you know, which is you know, you, you kind of it's weird yeah. you have to do that, yeah. Because you, you want to spot yourself on TV, and I did. <laughs> like I said, kind of a big deal. I'm on, I've been on TBS yeah. for all of about, you know, three seconds. Hey, you're still there. I'm there. I mean, we're on IMDb. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kind, of a, kind of a big deal. But um, but when I was watching it, I did see, okay, during like the very first match, Moxley, Big Bill, used to be known as Big Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Moxie must have bladed at some point because, yeah, he got pretty bloody. And I saw the referee, you know, throwing the gloves, like, yeah, I ain't touching mm-hmm. that. Um, but they didn't announce them when there's a commercial. But any other time between matches, if mm-hmm. they went to a commercial, they did. They said, okay, we're on a commercial break right now, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. uh, the announcer, I really wish I could remember his name. Um, he was funny. He was, he was very good at what he does. Um, and, you know, and he, of course, he's only looking one direction because mm-hmm. there was nobody in the other direction. Yeah. You know, because um, so when they're saying that AEW's playing to arenas that are half full, yeah, they're half full with everybody shoved on the one side for the cameras. And that's like, and there's even a thing going around now that they're saying that AEW inflated their numbers for, um, all in, uh, and you know, at Wembley, I don't, I don't view it because they never said, here's the thing. 
the turnstile, going by how many people came through the turnstiles at Wembley, it was like roughly 72,000 people. Yep. But the paid, what AEW said, and I've read it multiple times for weeks, the paid attendance was roughly 82,000 people. And that, but people were like, oh, they inflated the numbers. It was, you know, probably 10,000 people less. Here's the thing. Not everybody had, a lot of the people that are at these events, especially at a, a stadium that size that has VIP suites and the boxes and all that, if these are important people, they're not coming through the turnstile like me and you are. Mm-hmm. They're being escorted through backstage so that they're not bothered by any of the common folks, so to speak. So they're not going to get counted. And you know there was a lot of those people. I'm not saying there was 10,000 of them, but there was a lot of people in there that were paid but didn't come through those turnstiles. And plus, you know, if you have people who are bringing their kids, you know, and I'm yeah. like, like, and like you said, not saying there's 10,000 of them. Yeah. But I can tell you for a fact, whenever we've taken, like my son, when he was a lot mm-hmm. smaller, we took him to events that we'd get to the turnstiles, but I'm, I'm holding him, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's just a lot easier to do that than have him get trampled in a crowd. And exactly, you know, so yeah, um, can't do that so now. It's just ca- because, so it's just know, counting you going through the turnstile, not, not you and him. Right. And he has a ticket. I mean, we have, yeah, we have a seat. So, um, and if you look at the, you know, I've seen some of the pictures. I haven't actually watched the pay-per-view and I'm, it's part of my to-do list. And, yeah, me too. It's on the list. I just uh, hadn't had the time. Because, you know, and talk about, you know, to all the wrestling, when you also have families mm-hmm. <laughs> and things like you have other yep. responsibilities, you know, mm-hmm. yep. when I was a kid, I, oh, I would have loved to be able to have this much because I had no other responsibilities, but you, oh yeah, throw all the yeah. anything else. Um, but being being family man, it's like I got other stuff to do. I don't have four hours to dedicate to sit down and watch this wrestling pay per view. Exactly, and but you know the pictures I've seen, I didn't really see a lot of empty seats. I neither, and and that's the thing. It's like, but people are always going to try to tear down AEW. Mm-hmm. It's like those diehard. WWE fans that act like WWE is the only wrestling that's ever existed are always going to try to find a reason to dog AEW or tear them down. And are they playing to, you know, have field arenas? Yeah, I'm sure you said they were last night, Yep. but WWE does too. I went to SummerSlam and half the, half that stadium was empty. While they were saying that the attendance was like almost fifty thousand people, no, it was probably about thirty-five. The the whole one side, because me and my wife went down and were able to watch the main event from the opposite angle. The, okay, and like where the announce team was, we were kind of we were back, but it was like here, and it was all empty seats. Half that stadium was empty. They packed everybody on the hard cam side. And, and that's what they did last night. 
Yeah, and when I look, because I, I sold Hope, I'm like, look, I said, all of that is is just tarped off with big tarps that had the WWE logo on them. And, you know, I didn't even think about that. Um, the arena last night may not have even been halfway full because there was another level of top that was completely tarped off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, I, and I've been to that very same arena. I've been to a SmackDown taping when this is back when they used to tape it on Tuesdays and then show it on Thursdays. Yeah. Um, I've also been to a house show, both of them to play, you know, WWE house show and they were, mm-hmm. they were, it was fit, full. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to bag on AEW. I mean, I'm really not. I'm just, you know, saying, um, that I think unfortunately wrestling might be on a slight downturn right now. Um, I think a lot of the problem is I think it's one of those. Bubbles popped, so to speak. Yeah. There's so much that yeah, it's too much. Yeah, there's so much wrestling that there's it's almost too much to deal to handle. You know, as a fan, there's only so much you can consume and still live your daily life. I mean, people have jobs and families and you know other interests outside of wrestling. Oh, and what just happened across the entire country? School just started. School just started. Yep. You know, public school, college, all that has started. I mean, and just money's tight. The mm-hmm. price of food, the price of food is increasing. Every it seems like every time I have to go to the store for something, it's gotten higher from just a day or two before. Gas, like I said, here in Paducah, gas is three fifty a gallon. I know you go across the bridge to Metropolis, Illinois. And it's about 50 cents higher. Mm-hmm. It's about $4 a gallon in Metropolis or close to it. Um, so it's like people don't have the money to go to every single show. And especially it, by, to buy merch. Because I'm going to tell you, this shirt that I'm wearing? Yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. The um, yeah. Nashville 316 shirt that I've got. Yeah, it was 35 bucks at the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Yeah. You know, but just watching that, and it's a shame because the action in the ring was great. Oh yeah, it's and, like you know, it quality wise, I would honestly say quality wise, this is the best it's been since I was a kid watching Jim Crockett in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I mean, the just, and I'm talking WWE, NXT, AEW, New Japan, Impact. It's just the quality of wrestling. These men and women are just amazing. They are putting on phenomenal matches night in and night out. There's just so much of it. It's hard to keep up. And I mean, yeah, because it's not like the end days of WCW, what they were, their in-ring product was absolute garbage. I mean, outside of the cruiserweight division. Right. Which they didn't push. They didn't push. Yeah. But, Outside of the cruiserweight division, everything else is trash. You know, WWE went through that spell, you know, after the invasion angle was over and, you know, they were before, before TNA started and before ring of honor started that little gap right there where WWE kind of just rested on their laurels. Cause it's like, we don't have any competition. And then they went through that horrible stage between like, 2009 and 2011 where the product or the WWE product was just oh just god awful and 
it's like, but right now, WWE's product is good. You know, several great storylines. The in-ring action is always good. NXT's on fire. They're putting on excellent matches. Um, AEW has consistently been, since their start, they've been consistently putting on excellent shows week in Mm -hmm. and week out. Um, Impact's doing the same. GCW's doing the same. New Japan, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, but it's there's just so much out there. It's like it's like if you put all of the wrestling that's out there on a streaming service and you don't even know where to start. Right. Because I have some of my my list on streaming services of movies I've picked are like 50 different things and it's like I'll scroll through it and it's like oh I want to watch that. Wait a minute. No, I want to watch that and it's like it's so much on the list. I don't know where to start. And that's kind of how wrestling is right now. It was very fun to watch um, because I haven't been able to really keep up too much with AEW. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I texted Justin uh, earlier from TNC Sports Talk because he was, he texted me, asked me how the show was going or how it went last night. And I told him, I said, unfortunately, aside from the drama that's been coming out with, um, with AEW, with CM Punk, mm-hmm. Jack Perry, all that. Yeah. Um, I said I really haven't been a- been keeping up with it too much. Not because I didn't want to, just because, like you said, I mean it's just overwhelming, and yeah, I have other priorities. Like my wife is having surgery in her foot tomorrow, mm-hmm. so that's going to ha- it may take me out of pocket for Monday. Don't know yet. Yeah. Um. You know, but we'll find out probably probably Monday, maybe like a game time decision. But yeah, you know, so. The storylines when they came in there. Now I was able to keep up. Uh, it was easy to figure out. Okay, Moxley, Big Bill, they've had a thing going on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that was part of it was easy to figure out? Uh, Brian Danielson came in and saved um, Moxley from the beatdown from this is after the match was over from Big Bill and can Ricky I think Sharks. of yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't say, I, and I actually, when I watched the show today, then I saw the other part of that story where, oh, he's now a manager because of, you know, reasons. So I was like, all right. Yeah. And I saw, um, but being a wrestling fan for as long as what I have been, I was able to kind of pick up on stuff. Yeah. Ca- casual fan might not be able to, brand new fan, probably not. No. You know, brand but, new uh, fan's not going to, but, and like, AEW was a lot easier to keep up with when they just had Dynamite. And even when Rampage, because a lot of times stuff that happened on Dynamite bled over to Rampage. It was kind of like an old school Raw and SmackDown type thing. Okay. Stuff that happened yep. on Raw back in the day would bleed over the SmackDown. Same with AEW and Rampage. But then they created Collision, basically created Collision for CM Punk because that way he wouldn't have to interact with people he didn't like that wrestled on Dynamite because he was a brat. But yeah. Then they then they did that, and it's like, and now they're trying to do a similar thing. Like WWE is like, have Raw and SmackDown have separate rosters and separate stories and all this stuff. They're doing that with Dynamite and Collision, and it's like, okay, I get what you're going for, but you're still way too young to think that's going to work as well as you think it is. You're still too young as a company to go. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing too much too soon. I mean, they're only four, they're only four years old. The company is. 
And half of their time and, was spent in the the pandemic. Yeah, and half yeah. Yeah, half the time was spent in the pandemic. So it's like I feel like they're doing as far as TV goes, they're doing too much too soon. I think they should just worry about dynamite and make it the best show that you can consistently and then branch off and do other things down the line. But I just think three more hours of TV tacked on to what you've already got is just too much for a young company. And, you know, I will say the crowd, like I said, it only, it was only half the arena at Heritage Bank Arena in downtown Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The crowd that was there though, oh my God, they were pumped. I mean, mm-hmm. it was still loud. Um, by the way, when you go to an AEW show, get ready to hear every little thing that happens in the ring because they have them rings mic'd up. They're mic'd up. <laughs> oh my Lord. You hear the boom. But then, then again, it also echoed because the lack of half people. The arena the, was empty. Yeah. Half the arena was empty. So yeah, uh, there was nothing for it to bounce off. But, it, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, it was very, still very cool singing along to Chris Jericho's song. Like I said, I got it on. Mm-hmm. I'll have to send you the, the video from that later. Um, I don't want to get copyrighted, even though we're not monetized yeah, yeah. anyway, so it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, if anybody wants to sponsor us, please let us know. Yeah. yeah. You know, we'll, we'll take all suggestions. I'm, I'm got on some, some sites trying to find sponsors, but hasn't happened yet. But, uh, but I mean, still a good show. Also ran into people from the NWF last night. Uh, yeah. Yep. When I, I was in line to buy this $40 shirt. I looked out and there was a big group of people who were out there. And I'm like, that looks like Joe Pro James. That looks like Beck Reeves, you know, and a couple, I'm like, okay, that's the folks from the NWF who were out there. So I took a picture of it from in there and I texted Joe Pro. And his immediate response was, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm guessing that, you know, um, because it's been a while since I texted him because any old text yeah. messages were gone and my, my phone deletes them after a year. Um, oh, okay. you know, so I say, hey, you know, Steve, you know, what's up? And he said, Oh, you know, how's it going? You know, cause um, I'm always, uh, always happy to see Joe, you know, he's a yeah. great dude. And, but, and he's like, you know, you enjoying this? He's like, what's up, my man? And I was like, yeah, just, just getting in line, you know, trying first AEW show, whatever. Um, and then later on, I want to say the uh, the dark matches or the bonus matches, whatever you recall, mm-hmm. were already done. And also, I saw a line of them walking, like in in front of like the the main um, sections there, and then they were going all the way uh, to the right of where I was, and they were all grouped together. Yeah, Ella was there because I I saw it shortly before we started recording. I was looking through Instagram and I follow Ella on Instagram and she was on there. She, uh, she showed a picture from, she was there last night. You know what? I will send you the picture that I took. Um, and Ella was probably in this picture, you know, but I mean, I wasn't really close enough to see everybody. Um, yeah, I didn't actually see, um, Ella's, uh, post on Instagram. Yeah. Cause I follow her as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then later on, I went to the um, snack bar, and there's Breezy. She was in there. <laughs> um, and then when we were, uh, what, and then right in front, in the row right in front of me and down a little bit, didn't see him until it was like one oh, of the wow, last matches. Awesome. Yeah. I just got the picture. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Beans. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he was sitting in the row in front of me, just down a little bit. I also looked at him, I was like, hey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, I, he wasn't sitting with the rest of them for, you know, whatever mm-hmm. reason, but um, but him and his girlfriend were sitting, you know, there. Okay. And then when when we were leaving, um, oh, actually, I did see a guy, I think he was wearing wrestlers, but he was wearing a swinger shirt. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, he, he looked like one of the strays, but he was all pierced up. And I'm like, I don't think he's he's pierced, you know, but then right. he, and he may take them off, you know, for yeah. the, you know, you never know. But um, but when we were walking out, um, I actually saw some of the NWF folks that are normally there, like at every mm-hmm. single NWF thing. I saw a couple of them. But when we were getting ready to get on the elevator to head down to our car, uh, Breezy gets on the same elevator <laughs> as us. <laughs> you know, so my wife actually got to meet Breezy. That's awesome. You know, so um and then as I need to send you this other picture. And it um actually, you know, I'd have to look at my phone and try to find it, but it looked like Rip Rogers was also there. Mm. You know, um because Rip Rogers, I mean, he lives in Louisville. Yeah. You know, so it wouldn't be a a two hour drive for him to go up to Cincinnati. Mm. Yeah. You know, so and if he actually does it, if he lives somewhere between the two, it'd be even less. Yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, when I was talking to Breezy, cause she had a, a bracelet like on her arm, like a little band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mentioned, I said, yeah, I got a picture of everybody, you know, outside. And she's like, oh yeah, we were waiting to get our bands, you know? So I guess that is kind of a thing. They arranged for them to be able to, to come in mm-hmm. basically for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and of course, uh, with Rampage, and I, I sent you this and I actually posted it on uh, Twix as well. You know, Lord Crew was in one yep. of the matches. Yep. And I, I mean, I was pretty stoked about that, you know, and then him and his tag team partner got squashed. I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I hated seeing that because yeah. Crew is one of those, yeah, he was squashed here, you know, for Rampage. Next Saturday, he's going to be challenging EC3 for the NWA World Title. Yep. He sure is. Yeah. And it's going to be about a 10 minute drive from my house in mm-hmm. Williamsburg, Ohio. And I just found out today. Well, I knew half of this story. I knew I was going to be taking my daughter to the airport because she's going to be flying down to Orlando for a few days. Mm-hmm. I did not realize her plane is taking off at like 930 at night. Oh, the same day. And I'm like, <laughs> so what I'm probably going to end up doing is. Going down, taking him to the airport. Because you, have, you have to be there, you know, two hours beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think it, it may be less than that. But, I mean, but she's going to be there two hours beforehand. And I will drive back up go straight to Williamsburg. But then again, also, if my wife, I mean, if she, um, because she's going to be still recovering from mm-hmm. her foot surgery. Yep. You know, this is going to be the, during the two-week period that she can't work. You know, so I do yep. have to kind of prioritize that. But if I'm able to go, you see that belt? There it is. Yep. I'm going to try to get that one autographed by, yeah, by EC3. And hopefully if they want Lord Crew as a champion, which by the Mm -hmm. way, I'd recommend Lord Crew. I mean, he he is amazing in the ring. Um, I'd get him to autograph it too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so saw the Hardy boys. Uh, They, of course, I mean, they're a rampage staple. And Matt Hardy did a couple moves. My wife, she tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, Matt Hardy ain't as young as what he used to be. <laughs> and, and I was like, no, I was no. Like, neither is Jeff. And, um, and, and here's the funny thing, though. It's like the Hardy boys, you know, 
one of the all-time great tag teams, but they are really showing their age. Oh, they're definitely starting. We, we always talk about Jeff. Yeah. But Matt's Matt, starting, Matt starting to yeah. as well. But you look at, like, Christian, you know, who went through the same type of stuff that they did, except, you know, yes, Christian did ladder matches and he did different things, but Christian's also been smart with the stuff that he does. Because Christian's like at the top of his game and still looks like, you know, still looks like younger version of Christian. While the Hardy Boys, you can definitely tell that they are past their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I, I also sent these pictures. When I sent them to you, I also sent them to Ted, mm-hmm. the Hillbilly Hill. By the way, go check, it, check out the Hill Truth. Uh, if you haven't. Well, that's a shame because you're missing out because he really yeah. is the podfather. I mean, uh, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, number one in MySpace. Yeah. And check it out. By the way, Ted was just on my other podcast, the Cubicle Chat, this past mm-hmm. Sunday. We talked all about villains, heels in like pop culture. Okay. You know, so not any specific like, um, because I know you want to have the discussion with them about specifically about like Batman villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which makes sense, you know, and yep. that is on the intellectual rock star. Also go, go check out Joylan's awesome podcast. You know, I was on one of his last episodes. I just throw that yep. out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but when I sent the same pictures to Ted and he's also confirmed, he said, yeah, he said, they've been, they've been really struggling with their ticket sales, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, go check out Ted, go by the way, go check out the DWO. Dad World Order next week, next Thursday, which by the way, this may also, we may have to delay recording next week Mm -hmm. because at the same time we record is when they do their live stream on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Next week, they're going to have Al Snow. Oh, yeah. So we may either have to record earlier (laughs) or maybe record the next week. We will figure out something, you know, um, because that is, a sh- I mean, because it's live, it's, it's a live stream, and mm-hmm. and because it's a live stream, it means it's interactive, and you can maybe yep. be able to ask questions. And uh, I definitely want to catch that. It's good to get the Dad World Order, you know. Um, also definitely cannot uh, forget Finisher Wrestling. Yep. Um, awesome, awesome guys. Not just awesome wrestling podcasters. Awesome guys. Yeah. You know. It's, um. I just want to throw that out there, um, you know, because they, they've they always been very good to us, always mm-hmm. put us over. We always want to put them over. Uh, great show, great analytical minds, funny, informative, and just all-around good dudes. So go yeah, check them out. I agree. Um, who am I missing as far um, as wrestling podcasts? BC Hunter. BC Hunter, Wrestling with the Truth. I know we mentioned BC before, but, you know, we can mention mm-hmm. it again. Uh, BC Hunter, Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War. Um by the way, his latest one he almost he did kind of say CM Punk, I told you so. And mm-hmm. BC is extremely organized. By the way, he went back and found the episode and actually played. It was when uh, Jay, you know, it is one of his best friends, Jay Myers. Uh, he's had to take a a like a sabbatical from podcasting for a little bit. You know, he's taking care of some stuff. Mm-hmm. We've all been through this, yep. and you know, but see, Jay was also still. You know, he was a show where he was on and he showed it. Told you so. And <laughs> um, and by the way, I know some people are saying, well, see a punk going. That's why the crowds are down. Wrong. That is not it. 
Uh, in fact, last night, you know, you had the normal chance, um, which, by the way, one thing that will hurt AEW, I personally believe, um, the Attitude Era could not last forever because mm-hmm. it was chock full of more adult, like really adult, mm-hmm. you know, borderline X-rated type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it couldn't couldn't have lasted that long because people were going, okay, I can't, I can't even, I can't have my kids watching this, right? You know, and I'm not saying everything has to be, you know, all Winnie the Pooh and Care Bears either, right? You know, I mean, it's still adults you know, fighting, you know, in, in a ring in their underwear, but we're <laughs> still adults, but uh, some of the chants last night and some of the wrestlers who were encouraging it, I'm like, yeah, really? Um, I'll tell you off the air, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we're family friendly and I don't think this one was family friendly. I was like, right. Yeah. And it was part of rampage. And if you watch rampage, um, it was when Billy Gunn was out there with, um, the, the the other two the acclaimed little, yeah the acclaimed. the acclaimed okay yeah gotcha okay so I you can, can figure out what yeah the, the chant was yeah yeah and i'm like really um okay but remember when AEW actually first started that was actually something they were catching criticism about anyway was the language they were mm-hmm. throwing on you know on tnt you know or tv yeah. the tnt or tbs either way i mean yeah yeah it, um but either way, it was like, um, you guys are going a little far, don't you? Because don't you remember when WCW, when they fizzled because they were going a little bit even even further than what WWF at the time was doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and WWF was yeah. catching a lot of flack because of what they were doing. And yeah, um, yeah, the Attitude Era may have popped a rating, but then it couldn't sustain it. You I mean no. because you can't, and so that's one thing I will say to AEW is you better may want to rein some of that in just a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but one of the other things when you know the crowds were chanting, you know, this is awesome, this is awesome. But one one part I can't remember the match they were saying this is awesome, and I'm like thinking, no, not really. This th- this was not worthy of it. This is awesome chant. And my wife, you know, twenty looked at me. She's like, for this, really? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> Uh, and I don't even remember what match it was, but it was not, uh, I mean, yeah. it was okay, whatever was going on at the time. Um, Jade Cargill, Chris Statlander, by the way, they had the main event of Rampage. Mm-hmm. Fantastic match. Um, like I said, I mean, there's a rumor Jade's leaving AEW, going to WWE. Mm-hmm. This might tie into that because, I mean, uh, there was some guys who were sitting behind us. Uh, one of the guys was kind of a know-it-all with all mm-hmm. the wrestling, and he's... You know, it's like, wow, I can't believe they're having this already and they're having the rematch already. Why were they doing it on this stage? And da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know, I would tell you about my podcast. I don't think I want you as part of my audience. So, but yeah. And it's like, well, they probably did it because rumor also has it is that her contract is almost up ah. like, quickly in the next week or two. So that's probably why they went ahead, got, you know, Got her her rematch with Statlander. She put Statlander over. If she is leaving, then she and, did business. She she, she did. did business. You know, she did business on her way out the door. And somebody did have a good point. Her presentation will fit the WWE style. 
more. Yes, it will. In the AEW style. The yeah. AEW style is more of that gritty, realistic style. Oh, my style. Lord. That's exactly the word gritty was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And WWE is the more, you know, polished, flashy. Yep. It's And it's the same as when you had WWF and you had Jim Crockett Promotions. Jim Crockett Promotions was more the gritty, more realistic thing. And then you had the over-the-top, almost cartoonish WWF. And now, but like with WWE's production value, which is still best in the business as mm-hmm. far as their production value goes, video packages and all that. Jade Cargill's already a star. She already made herself a star in AEW. She's just going to get better in WWE. So for me, I don't think that's a bad move for her. It's not going to, I mean, is AEW, will they potentially lose a star? Yes. But their women's division is deep. I think they mm-hmm. need to book them better. I think it, I think their women's division needs to be booked better, but they're, their division is deep with talented women. So as that part goes, it's not going to hurt them to lose Jade. The star power is what will hurt them to lose Jade. And that, that'll mean that somebody else just has to. Somebody else has got to step up. They're going to have to step up. So, yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, they have a very, very deep talent roster. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when my son, of course, I mean, he's, um, you know, he's become not really a fan so much of wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. at first it was like he didn't like, like he said he didn't like indie wrestling. Well, then last night, you know, he said well, he didn't really want to go, whatever. And, um, but then my wife even pointed out, she's like, wait a minute. She's like, that's Daniel Bryan or Summer Bryan Danielson. There's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John Moxley, you know, um, Dean Ambrose. Then you had Claudio came out also to help save, um, John Moxley, which by the way, I yep. love that, that kind of stuff when they, when a face is getting a beat down, don't just sit in the locker room watching him get a beat down. Yeah, come out you know, and help. Yeah, come out and help. Um, so and that was against uh, Big Bill, and um, there was somebody. I thought there was somebody else in there as well, but they were from WWE mm-hmm. and more WWE people. Um, Soraya, she was there. She didn't wrestle, but she was there along with yep. Ruby Soho. You know, Ruby right. Yep. They were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Cage was there. Chris Jericho was there. And so, like, half the roster was people who Tony had... Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. You know, people who had been in WWE and now were in AEW because we WWE it just wasn't working out. At the time. I mean, they, and these were people, they were mm-hmm. huge in WWE. I mean, think about Jericho and Daniel Bryan and, and, mm-hmm. and Moxley. And, I mean, they were huge. Samoa Joe, here's another one. You yep. know, the Hardys. I mean, there were so many people that come there... Um, I just don't want to see that company all of a sudden implode um, because when you look at these poor, I mean, it was alarming to be honest with you. I mean, it was very alarming to see. It's like, wow, everybody's over on this side. Mm-hmm. And, and I've sent you the pictures. I mean, you can see it yeah. in that other side. And this was uh, during matches, that other side. Now mm-hmm. people eventually started moving over there. Probably mm-hmm. not a lot, but they, they started moving because they're like, I don't like being in this great big crowd. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. So it wasn't a ton of people, you know, who moved over there, but, um, but there was people that were over there, but it was still pretty empty. Mm-hmm. And I don't like seeing that, especially with the action in the ring being as good as what it was. Yeah. 
Yep. You know, so well, and there was one other bit of wrestling something that started today on Netflix and I wrote in my notes and of course Oh, the wrestlers. Wrestlers, yes. Yeah. I I that's on my list. Uh hopefully I can get to that soon. It looks pretty interesting. Um I hadn't I hadn't really seen anything on like on Twitter people's opinion of it yet, but it looks pretty good. I'll, um, give, I'll give it a chance. Uh, Justin, actually, TNC Sports Talk, he actually posted or He watched it, and he said it was mm. pretty good. Um, Jack Vaughn, uh, the veteran, Jack Vaughn, mm-hmm. yep. he's, you know, in part of it. Because a lot of it, it is based around OVW, you know. <coughs> mm-hmm. So you, so you that means that you might see some, N- some NWF people in there. Because right about now, as we are recording, they are down in Louisville wrestling as part of OVW. Yep. Yep, and these you know like Nikki Victory, like Riley Matthews, like Star Rider, like Jack Vaughn. Jack Vaughn, uh, I don't remember if he's the their heavyweight champion right now or not, but mm. but he has been, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we know we know how good they are. I'd love to get Jack Vaughn. I need to hit him up again. Try to get him on, um, because I think that'd be a great great interview. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's already become like, oh, that wrestling video guy, because his videos are, his videos yeah. are hilarious. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Um, but, oh, oh, one thing before I forget a couple things about last night. Let me go back to that. First, you didn't, you weren't going to see this on the air, but that announcer, I can't remember his name. Dude was great. He was fantastic. Justin Roberts. That may have been it. Um, Tall guy, black hair. Yes. Justin Roberts came from WWE. About to say that name. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when he was introducing, the, of course, the commentators, you know, mm-hmm. you had um, Excalibur, Shivani, and Tav. Well, he introduced Taz first, and then he went back and introduced him again. And then later on, he said, this is Taz Appreciation Night. And then also he's like, in other words, Taz. I mean, it, he just kept going back to it, and and Taz was just eating it up. I mean, they came. I mean, he was laughing. I mean, he was having a good old time with it. Um, and then when MJF did a promo, he jumped into the, the Steiner Steiner math. Math, and the <laughs> yeah. crowd was absolutely losing it. Um, oh, but I was saying about the chance, and then I I distracted myself when they were doing the chance. All of a sudden, somebody went CM Punk, everybody else booed them hard. Mm-hmm. People act like that CM Punk leaving is going to be like the nail in the coffin for AEW. And it's like a lot of people were already fed up with him. A lot mm-hmm. of fans were already fed up with him. And yeah. it's like, I, from what I'm, from what I've been reading, the atmosphere has been a whole lot better in AEW since he got fired. Um, there's people, there's people wrestling on collision that were making their debut last, like last week on collision because CM Punk wouldn't allow them on the show when he was there. And that's why you don't have the clowns running the circus. Exactly. You think they've learned from WCW. You don't let the inmates run the asylum. Exactly. And, um, yeah, when that guy, it was just one thing he said, see him, but now it's everybody's boo. And it was dur- during a match, <laughs> you know, so I'm pretty sure you're the guys in the ring because I was kind of watching them and they, you know, then they just, they got booed, but the boos for that was nowhere near as loud 
And yeah. I want to say it was during the ramp. It was during rampage when it mm-hmm. happened. Uh, and it was somebody who was on like the floor seats, almost front row, but, um, which when I went to go get the seats, uh, I was not about to pay, I think it was like $194 a piece, you know, uh, for no. the floor seats. Yeah. I'm like, no, um, I'll stick with my, I think it was 24 piece, mm-hmm, yeah. you know? So I was like, you know, we, we were able to budget it in. So there we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he did the Steiner math, I mean, yeah, the crowd was just, <laughs> you know, going crazy. Um, but yeah, so definitely I want to go check out wrestlers, um, heels, new episode comes out tomorrow. One day mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about that yep. show. Yeah. Um, because the first season definitely not family friendly with some of the stuff happening. Yeah. You know, it was like an eighties movie, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, Hey, whoop. Well, there's some boobs. <laughs> you know, it's like, wasn't expecting that, but there they are. That, but I'm not complaining, you know, yeah. but, um, but this one, they've actually focused more. I mean, and it, it actually really is very well written. And, mm-hmm. um, it's like I was saying about the movie, The Wrestler. It is not a movie about wrestling. It is a movie about somebody who happens to be a wrestler. The focus right. is not. Right. Him wrestling. Yep. It's the person and heels. Um, they, ex- they're explaining a lot of things from the first season. Right. You know, and they're moving on to other stuff. Um, and some of the characters I'm going, okay, they based that, that one off of so and so. They based that one off of, yeah. you know, real life people. So, um, but I'm enjoying it. So, uh, if you get a chance, check that out. I think it's on mm-hmm. stars. So, uh, but is there anything else that we have not mentioned that's happened in the no, past? No, I think I think we covered everything. I'm sure um, some stuff will happen over the weekend, but <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm pretty or they either that is I'm trying to go to sleep tonight, something will hit me, I'll be like, Ah oh, crap, I'm text Wayland. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or I'll wake up and scroll through Twitter and say something. So Yep. Uh but we'll have to make like I said, game time decision about Monday. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how um you know how my wife is feeling. Yeah. Um, because she's had, surgery goes well. Yeah, she has a a three inch tear in her tendon in her foot. Mm. Yeah, so it's going to be nasty surgery. She has to stay off that foot. Uh, you know, for the next two weeks. I mean, she's just going to be basically sitting down with her foot propped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two weeks she can't work, and then for like another six weeks after that. Um, she can't put any weight on it. And it's her right foot, which means she can't drive. Which drive. means yep. I'm going to be the one driving her back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. At least driving her to work. Um, one of her coworkers might bring her home, just kind of depending on what's going on. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, but <laughs> until we can record again, whether it's next Monday, next Thursday, or next Wednesday or Friday, because yeah. Al, Al Snow is going to be with the DWO. Yeah. Uh, but until we can speak again, my friend, just got to say goodbye. God bless. God bless.